So I'm going to try to answer a common question that I still get to this day, even after almost 10 years uh, Kratom has been around. So here's a quick guide to choose some Kratom strains, what it all means and so much more. Uh, I've been getting this more and more lately. More and more people are discovering it. You know, mind you, this is just for leaf Kratom. It's not um, extracts or anything like that. I'd never recommend uh, extracts to new users unless the circumstance really requires it. And that's usually discovered through asking a lot of questions. So with the effort-growing options, one might think there actually is a difference. I did a video, as you can see here, maybe a year ago, talking about the possibility that they're all kind of made up. Uh, you know, we, we would need more, I think, evidence to to show us that there is truly um, strains and that they actually are called what they're called. I mean, people people make up these names after all. Um, but in today's video, I want to try and answer some of these basics. What's the difference based on what uh, the internet has to say and what I have seen myself? Um, which ones work best for what, according to uh, what many people have said? I mean, millions of people. Finally, I, of course, I'm going to add my two cents to the argument. So my name is Mike. Every week I talk about things that I care about. Hopefully you find them of value as well. Today's Daily Dose is brought to you by GrassStore.com. Cannabis delivery made simple and you can save 40% right now on your first purchase. Just use the code DAILY at checkout. There are a handful of strains and in the early years there was just one that we knew of. But as of, uh, as of the last several years, many people have become familiar with red, white, green, and mangda. Now, uh, since then, many others have emerged, like gold or yellow, train wreck, some of these other ones that uh, are kind of, I want to say, kind of began um, this trend of uh, blending and and marketing and many other things. Anyways, uh, I'm not going to discount the idea that there may be strains, but as of now, there's little evidence to suggest it. And we have to continue looking at um, the the facts. That's what really matters. We know that Kratom works. And I'm going to give you guys a quick snippet from uh, the National Institute of Health when they did a review of Kratom. What we can say is that there's definitely a difference uh, um, from suggested strains and brands as well. At a glance, at what everyday users say is helpful, we don't have much else to go on. And... Um, when we're trying to understand which does best, we have to kind of um, take a lot of these individual cases and try to uh, find correlations. So red has been primarily known to aid with pain. Angda has also known to do the same with some properties of energy. Green has shown energy properties with fewer reports of pain relief. Then white has proven to be the leader in energy, but we've seen fewer reports of pain relief uh, in a lot of people who prefer white. Um, taking all this into account, it's no wonder why the theme has been what it is, right? Uh, you got to trial it and you got to find what's right for you because everyone is different. Uh, this is also why the FDA doesn't really allow uh, any claims to say that it can do this or that uh, because it's it's unable to demonstrate that it can do so consistently with uh, every single person if we're just looking at one um, one specific effect. 
it's understandable, I think. Um, but depending on what you're seeking, one of them will work and it generally does. I've spent a decade listening and noting people's experiences, uh, their reactions and their feedback. Uh, so that way I can help new users enter the space safely with proper expectations. If you're seeking pain relief, you can start with a red. If it's energy you want, you can start with a white, something in between like green or mangda. Mind you that all of them in low doses provide energy in varying degrees. So there is that to take into consideration. It's also important to note that you want fresh kratom, not stale kratom. Um, the places you buy these should be rotating their inventory frequently, keeping it out of sunlight in properly sealed containers or bottles or whatever. Best practices are to purchase from places that take this part very seriously, guys. Inventory that rotates monthly to ensure freshest batches every time at the time of purchase. There is a difference because we see different reactions. This could be due to biology and neurochemistry, and it could have more to do with the 25 alkaloids in Kratom, which only two have been identified to be active in the brain. I want to believe that there may be more than just the two that are interacting with the brain receptors. It has long uh, made me wonder how only two were determined to be active. Uh, here's something by the NIH uh, where they're talking a little bit more as they acknowledge the fact that um, it is helping people. So parallel to the growing use of Kratom, there's a wealth of evidence from self-report preclinical and early clinical studies on therapeutic benefits of its alkaloids in particular for treating pain, managing substance use disorders, and coping with emotional or mental health conditions. On the other hand, there are also reports on potential health risks concerning kratom use. Uh, these two aspects are often discussed in reviews on kratom. We aim to highlight specific areas that are of importance to give insights into the uh, mechan mechanistic, me mechanistic, uh, um, of kratom alkaloids, pharmacol uh, pharmacological actions. Wow, that's a lot. Um, this includes their interactions with drug metabolizing enzymes and predictions of clinical drug uh, interactions, receptor binding properties, interactions with cellular barriers in regards to barrier permeability, involvement of membrane transporters, and alteration of barrier function when exposed to the alkaloids. I mean, in short, it's just what they're saying is they're really looking at it from how it's interacting in the brain and in these varying ways that your brain functions. Um, again, I'll link this down below. This is directly from the NIH. You can read it. It's a tough read. A lot of these, um, these institute papers are very difficult to navigate and understand what they're trying to say. If you have any insights and experience, drop your comments below. Hopefully this was helpful. I'll catch you guys on the next one.